Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Uh, but that being said, go ahead, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet, please, church family. As we read the Word of God, we're going to jump into Genesis chapter 50, verse 15. Genesis chapter uh, 50, verse 15. We're, we're going to be talking about the story of Joseph um, tonight. And where we pick up uh, is this is Joseph after the trials. This is Joseph after the prison, after the betrayal, after uh, all the things that happened to him. Uh, this is after all that's taken place. And, and so now he, um, because of uh, him being ro- risen up to the uh, right hand of Pharaoh and because of his strategy during the times of famine, uh, thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even millions of lives were saved in Egypt and surrounding countries because of the insight that Joseph had. And so this is after all that, and, and now his brothers have uh, returned to him, and, and uh his father Jacob has just passed away, and so his brothers are nervous. If you don't know the story, he was betrayed by his brothers and sold into slavery. And his brothers are nervous because they're saying that now that Jacob, our father, has died, uh, Joseph might now take his revenge out on us for what we did to him. And that's where we pick up in verse 15. And it reads this, So when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. What's funny about that is that Jacob never said that. They're lying. And so they're trying to make up a lie for that. But this is what Joseph said. When Joseph heard that, he wept and, they, and he spoke to him. And Joseph said to them, said, do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God. Everybody say, but God. Say, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring it about as it, it is to this day, to save many people alive. This is the title for tonight's message. You can turn to your neighbor say, today's trial, but tomorrow's testimony. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, today's trial, but tomorrow's testimony. Come on, I don't know if you know this, but we serve a God who can turn everything around for, our, for his glory and for our good. So if you're struggling with something today or tonight or you've been in something, let me just say this. Trust God. You might have a testimony by this time tomorrow. Um, but that being said, y'all can be seated. Let's pray over this service tonight. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for gathering us, God. Uh, right now, we just dedicate this service to you, to your Holy Spirit, Father. Have your way tonight. God, we're here to grow closer to you on this Tuesday night. God, we're just here, Father, so that way we can, this Father, understand more about your character. So we can grow, Father, in the Spirit. That way we can attain more of the peace and the joy and all the fruits of the Spirit, God. So, Father, have your way tonight. We thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders taking place tonight. We thank you, Father, that what starts tonight, let it be planted. Let it be a good word. Let it be a seed that is sown, and let it be fruit that is, God, received from it, God. So, Father, we thank you for chains breaking. We thank you, God, for depression leaving, God. We thank you, Father, for anxiety going away, God, leaving this house, Father. We just follow only your spirit remains, God. So, Father, have your way tonight. We love you so much. And everybody says, amen, amen. Come on, give Jesus one more hand clap of praise. If you ever studied the 
Old Testament, New Testament, or all the Bible in general, you will like begin to see that there's kind of like a common theme. And the common theme is this. God's people going through a trial, but trusting God into the triumph. Abraham, the trial of trusting God with bringing Isaac up that mountain to sacrifice his one and only son. But he trusted God in this trial, and then right at that last moment, God showed his triumph and spared his hand and supplied the, the, the ram for sacrifice. Or, or we can think about Joseph, what we just read about. Joseph went through the trial of betrayal, the, the prison, the slavery, all these things he went through before the triumph of him being uh, the second in command over all of Egypt. And if you keep on reading scripture, it happens again and again. If you keep on reading, it's just somebody going through a trial, but trusting God through the trial and finding a triumph at the end of it. And you just see that happening over and over. Even when in the life of Jesus, it says that Jesus went through every temptation that could ever been. He went through the trial, the 40 days in the wilderness. And also the greatest trial of all that Jesus went through was the cross. Because that was the greatest trial of spending that time getting beaten for our sins, taking on all the pain, taking on all the weight of the world. Imagine that kind of trial. Jesus went through that trial for us. And what was the greatest trial ever to take place turned into the greatest triumph in history. Why? Because of what Jesus went through the trial. Because he went through that now, because by his blood and by his resurrection, we can call ourselves sons and daughters of God. And we're no longer slaves to sin. And we're no longer dignified by death. But now we are identified with Jesus Christ. Who thinks that's awesome tonight? And that's all done by Jesus going through the trial. He even says in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was sweating blood because the trial, the wet was so much on him. He had so much pressure on him. And he even said, God, if, if this cup could pass, let it pass for me. But no, but let your will be done. And even through that trial, he trusted God. And because of that trust, the greatest triumph in history took place. And if you read, Scripture happens again and again and again. And but. For some reason, we think as Christians, even though all the patriarchs and the matriarchs went through trials, even though Jesus himself went through trials, for some reason, we think as Christians, we don't have to go through trials. And we think, oh, well, if we are experiencing a, a struggle, then that may, might mean I'm doing something wrong. I need to go somewhere else. Or as soon as we go in through a hardship, we, we go in the other direction in the sake of comfortability and the sake of the staying in our comfort zone and and we get confused when we find ourselves in trials but if you've lived long enough you will know this it doesn't matter how hard you try you will always find yourself in a trial life is filled with trials life is filled with with seasons that you do not understand and it doesn't matter how much you try to avoid it it doesn't matter how many safety nets you build it doesn't matter how large your savings account is there's going to be trials on the way but here's the awesome thing, church family. See, before God, we had trials, and we had to deal with it ourselves. We, we had nothing to rely on. We, in our trials, all we had was defeat. But now with God, because of who Jesus is for us, even in our trials, we have the truth to be known that we have the victory in every battle. That it doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter what we're struggling with. It doesn't matter what's going on in our life. Now, because of the blood of Jesus, we now have Jesus on our side. And when you have Jesus on your side, it doesn't matter the trial, it doesn't matter the struggle, although we know there comes at great expense, but if we just trust God, we will always find victory on the other side. Amen? 
So what we're going to be talking about is today's trials, tomorrow's testimony. And if there's anybody who has experienced trials, it's Joseph. I mean, if you read the story of Joseph, you're saying, man, he's, he's had a hard life, right? He, his life, this, I can't even begin to imagine the trials he went through, the betrayal from his family, being sold into slavery, being falsely accused of, of doing things and being thrown into prison and spending years in prison all throughout his life, all the trials he went through. But when you look at the trials of Joseph, you will begin to also notice a pattern. You'll begin to notice that through every season of those trials, he still had peace. Through every time he was in the prison, every time he was in the pit, then no matter where he was, for some reason, he still had favor. For some reason, he still had faith. And so we're going to look at that tonight. And in Genesis 39, verse 1, uh, this is right when Joseph has been betrayed by his brothers. This is right when Joseph has been sold into slavery. And look what Scripture says about him. It says in Genesis 39 verse 1, it says, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there, and the Lord was with Joseph. Everybody said the Lord was with them. It says the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a loser. But does it say that? It says Joseph was a failure. What? No, you read scripture, it says, and he was a successful man. I don't know if you're confused, but I am. Because he's a slave right now, but scripture says he's successful. He's in the worst moment of his life right now. He just got sold into slavery. If anybody saw him from the outside looking in, they say, this guy's a loser. This guy's a failure. This guy's not on the path to success. This guy's not on the path to God's will. He's a slave right now. But it says the Lord was with him, and he was successful. What if our definition of success isn't what the world's definition of success is? What if what we see from the outside, man might call a slave, but God calls successful? From the outside, my man might say, how can this person, like, he doesn't have all what the world says they should have. He doesn't have all what society says they have. But for some reason, God has favor on their life. What if success isn't based on what is in our bank account, but what is in our heart? What if success isn't based on the materialistic things, isn't based on what is, how much money we have gathered? Because you can have all those things, but if you don't have Jesus, you, can, you might have a large number in your account, but you won't have joy in your heart. You, if you don't have Jesus, you might have all the followers on Instagram and Facebook friends you can have, but you're still going to not feel fulfilled on the inside. But see, when you have Jesus, you might be in a trial, you might be in a, in a struggle, but you'll still have your peace. You'll, you'll still have favor in your life. You can be in a crazy time like we're living in right now where people are losing their minds over the economy, over the politics. You can be in a season like this, but because you have Jesus with you, you still have peace. You still have confidence. You still have your identity in Christ, not in the world. See, that's the type of success I believe it was on Joseph's life. And that's the true description of success when God looks at us. It's not what we have earthly. It's what we have eternally. It's what we have in, not in the eyes of man, but in the eyes of God. He sees our heart. It's the joy of God that is the richness of God. It's the peace of God. It's the, it's the confidence of God. It's, it's all the things that man can't offer. That is really what is valuable. 
because you can go wherever you want. You can try to, to buy things, and you can try to experience different things, but only God really supplies things that can break through seasons in your life. Like Joseph, he was in a pit, but because he had Jesus, he was successful. Can also add this, that just because someone is in a trial, it doesn't mean because they made a mistake. Joseph was a slave, but it wasn't because he sinned. Joseph found himself uh, sold into slavery and had nothing to do with the wrong decision he made. See, a lot of times we look at people and don't look around, don't look at, don't try to call people out. But sometimes we'll like, like, you know, pull up our phone and see like something happened to somebody or we start gossiping about somebody. I'm like, man, they are really in a trial. I wonder what they did to deserve that, right? Like they have really must have messed up to find himself in bankruptcy or they must have really done the wrong thing to find himself in this and that. And that would never be me because I would never find myself in that kind of trial. And we kind of really put that on people and say, oh, your mistakes must mean because that's why you're in this trial. Or you did this, that's why you're in this. But what if, what if just because somebody's in a trial, that's not licensed for us to say, oh, I'm better than you? What, what if that should be as, as brothers and sisters in Christ when we see somebody struggling? Instead of us saying, I'm better than you, what if we say, hey, no, I'm here for you? I, I want to help you through this trial. I, I know you're in a struggling season right now, and instead of me putting my nose up and saying I'm holier than thou because why would you struggle? What if instead I said, hey, let me give you a helping hand. Let me get you through this season. What, what, what if Joseph had some people who believed in him around him? What if he, because I'm telling you this, when you help somebody through that season, there's nothing like helping somebody. And there's nothing better than encouraging somebody who is low. There's nothing better than helping somebody who is hurt and watching them be healed by Jesus. There's nothing better than that. Because you can look and say, wow, that, that is, is so awesome. That is, that is something that brings so much joy to somebody's heart is when you give joy to somebody else. That is truly receiving it from them. So in the next one, in the next trial, Joseph experienced in Genesis chapter 39. So now, if you know the story, Joseph was sold into slavery, and then he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. And um, because of that, he was then thrown into prison. And he finds himself in prison in chapter 39. In chapter 39, verse 20, it says this. It says, Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison, but the Lord was with Joseph. There we go. We see it again. It says, But the Lord was with Joseph, and he showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. What? Joseph is now a prisoner, but God is saying, no, you have favor. I, I kind of want y'all to catch kind of the pattern that we're seeing right now. They're in a trial. Joseph's in a prison, but God's saying, no, 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 I see favor. See, this is why we can't be confused by the season that we are in. If we just look from, the, from this where we're at, and if we just look at the current circumstance, we're going to say, God, where are you at? We're going to say, I'm in the most messed up place. And we might even do the worst thing, which is turn our back on God, because things aren't looking perfect right now. But when we take the perspective saying, even if I'm in a trial, that doesn't mean I can't stop trusting God. Even when I'm in a season of, of life that is a struggle, that doesn't mean I still can't get my strength from God. See, that is having favor in those seasons. Even in those seasons, we can still have favor. Because sometimes we forget when we read scripture, like we forget that 
the person we're reading about has no idea how the story ends. Like, we're reading a story about Joseph, and we're like, Joseph, hang in there. There's like 10 more years, and you're going to be in the palace. So don't worry about it, right? <laughs> Joseph doesn't know that. All Joseph knows is that he was promised to be a prince. He was promised to hold authority. And now he finds himself in a prison, in a pit. He finds himself in slavery. He, has no, he says, this does not look like God's promises. Joseph doesn't know, oh, I, I see five years. He doesn't see nothing. He just sees himself in a prison. But even though he saw that, even though he was still in the prison, he didn't, he didn't l- lose his trust in God. And matter of fact, he said, God, how can you use me even in a prison? God, how can you use me even when I'm in slavery? God, how can you use me even when I'm in the struggle of my life, even when I'm in a season where I feel like I need the help? No, God, how can I be used by you? And that's really how you flip the script on trials. And that's point one for tonight is when it comes to our trials, we got to let God use it or the enemy will abuse it. We got to let God use it or the enemy will abuse it. We have to let God use the trials we're in. Say, God, how can you use me? God, what can I do? God, I, I'm still going to trust you. I know it doesn't look great, but God, I'm st- how can I be used by you right now to be a benefit to the others around me? And I'm telling you, if we do that, if we let God use those trials instead of let the enemy abuse those trials, if we just say, God, I'm in a struggle right now, but I still trust you, that's when we see the triumph coming in our life. That's when you see things begin to turn around. That's when we begin to things to benefit for us. When things come full circle, we begin to see it. You see, with God, he can turn what was a trial into a testimony. With God, he can turn what was a struggle into your strength, all because we trusted him in the season of a trial. Can I say that's really when faith is really tested? It's not in the good times. It's not in the times where everything's great. It's in the times when you're in a struggle and God's saying, I want to see what they're going to do right now. Are they going to abandon me just when things begin to look bleak? Are they going to leave me behind just when the things aren't going exactly according to plan? Or are they still going to trust me? Because faith isn't saying, God, uh, I'm with you only in the good times. Faith is saying, God, I'm with you at all times. Even when things, I don't care what it looks like on the outside, I don't care what's going on in my life, it's not going to have no effect on the faith I have about you, Jesus. It's not going to have any effect on the trust I have about you, Jesus. You see, if we don't let God use it, then the enemy, the enemy will abuse it. Because what happens, and I'm sure it's happened in my life, and I'm sure it's happened in your life, is that when we go through a trial and we close off, And we get upset. We get angry. And we say, this isn't fair. I mean, Joseph had every right to say, God, this isn't fair. Because remember, sin didn't leave him to slavery. Sin didn't leave him to the prison. He's just falling after God, yet he finds himself in the worst situations in his life. And so he could have easily said, God, this isn't fair, and turned his back on God. And what happens when we turn our back on God during trials is that trial turns into a trap. And before we know it, we're caught up in that cycle. Before we know it was this supposed to be a season, now is a lifetime. Before we know it, what was this supposed to be a spurt of us, this perseverance, now we're in there far longer than we should because we turned our back on God. And we're saying, God, this is messed up. God, this isn't fair. I don't, I don't see you in this, so I'm going to go try my own thing right now. And that trial, it turns into a trap. And that's how depression comes, and that's how anger comes, and that's how this being so upset at the world comes. It's because now we're... We, we are angry with God, 
because things aren't working how we thought it should work out. And now not only are we angry at God, now we turned our back on God. I say, God, I'm going to try my own thing. I tried falling after you, and I found myself in a prison. Why would I fall after you, God, any longer? And could try to do our own thing to get our way out. But that's when trials turn into traps. And that's when depression turns into anger, and anger turns into hate. And before we know it, what was a trial now is a lifestyle. Now it's something we're stuck in and, and trapped in. Let's look at Genesis 45. So now this is Joseph being confronted by his brothers. Now Joseph has a lot of Jesus. I'm just going to say this right now. Joseph has a lot of Jesus because, man, if it was me, if, you know, this, that, and that moment. But look what Joseph says to his brothers when he first identifies himself, who he is. His, his brothers come to him and help, not even recognizing who he is, not even noticing his face, not even noticing that this was the brother they betrayed. And they're going asking him for help, and, and Joseph gives him help. But then this is when Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. In chapter 45, verse 3, he said, I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Next question he asks, is my father still alive? And of course, it says his brothers were speechless. They, they were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. And he said, please come closer. And he said to them, and so they came closer and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. And he could have then, man, and that's when... That's when he had too much Jesus, because after that, I've been like, and you sold me, and guess what? You want a part of all this success. Guess what? You ain't having none of it. Like, you, you can be on the out like this, start going off, but look what he says. But he says, but don't be upset. He said, don't be angry with yourselves. He said, don't even feel bad about it for selling me to this place, because it was God who sent me. Everybody say, God. Say, it was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. He said, you sold me into this place. You betrayed me into this place. And I could have let that this make me so angry at God. I could have let that this keep me here. But instead, I let God use it. And although you sold me, no, it was God who sent me. It was God who had the plans ahead of me. It was God who knew the path all along. And thank God I didn't question his will or his plan because if he would have gone off that path, he would still be a slave. He would still be in prison. He would probably never made it out of the pit. But because he trusted God, what was trials today was a testimony tomorrow. What was such a struggle today, it was now a strength tomorrow for so many people around him. And that's what God wants us to do in our lives. And that's why it says in Scripture, all things work together for good. It's because we have to trust him through it. We have to trust him through the trials. And sometimes it does take a trial to get us on track. There's been moments in my life where it took a trial for me to realize I need more of God. I, I almost thought I had this whole life thing figured out. But then I went through something again. I realized, okay, I need more of you, Jesus, right? Sometimes it takes a trial to get you back on track, to make you humble again, to say, hey, there's never a time we have everything figured out. Because sometimes the only way to get a Hebrew boy to be an Egyptian pharaoh or secondhand is through a trial. No other way, by being sold into slavery. No other way would a Hebrew boy become the second in command in Egypt without first becoming a slave. 
So sometimes it takes a trial for us to get back on track or get us on track where God is taking us. Because Joseph, he was looking at his brothers. He said, at first, when he sold me, it was confusing. Like, when I fell in that pit, I was confused. Like, I thought, these are my brothers. They're supposed to protect me. All of, those were his older brothers, right? They're supposed to protect them and love them, but instead they sold them and faked his death. He said, when I was in the pit, I was confused. When I was sold into slavery, I was confused. When I was in the prison, I was confused. But now, looking back, I have clarity. Now in this moment, second in command over all of Egypt, now I have clarity knowing that those trials is what put me on track for God's purpose in my life. Now looking back, I understand why all those things took place. Now looking back, I understand the hurt and the pain, and I understand those seasons. Now I know how God used them for his glory. See, there's seasons in our life where we can all look back on, and in that moment of experiencing it, we were confused. But five years later, we got clarity of why we went through that. Like in that moment of singleness, you were confused because you just broke up with that person. But five years later, you're like, God, thank you for breaking up with that person, God. Right? In that moment, I was confused. But now here I have clarity. Point two for tonight is this. The only difference between a trial and a testimony is time. The only difference between a trial and a testimony is time. The only thing that's different between a struggle today and strength tomorrow is this time. Trusting God. Trusting that he's going to get us on the other side of this. Trusting that it doesn't matter what we're going through. God is still in control. And that trust is what gets us to that triumph. That trust is what leads us to that. That's why I want to encourage anybody tonight, if you're going through a trial, do not give up. If you're going through a trial, do not turn on God. If you're going through something, a struggle, and I know there's so many stories in this house. I know there's some pain and hurt, and I, and I know, but please do not give up on God. Please do not stop praying. Please do not stop coming to church. Please do not push God further away when you are in your most darkest times. But instead, pull God closer to you. Instead, say, I need, even, I need to call up some of my church family right now for encouragement. Instead, in those times of trial, don't push God away. Say, God, I need you closer right now. God, I, I need to keep you closer right now. And in those times of trial, even when Joseph was in the trial, he said he still had favor. said he still had favor. And look what Genesis 45, 7 through 8 says. So he's telling his brothers, it's a scripture right after that. In verse 7, he said, God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive to preserve many survivors. And this is a quick thought I want to say. It's not in my notes. But this tribe, the, the, the 12 tribes of, of Israel came from the sons of Jacob. And who came from the 12 tribes of Israel, right? Jesus. So if those 12 tribes of Israel would have perished in the famine, long story down the road, Jesus wouldn't have been born from the tribe of Judah. So this kind of from the big picture form and big perspective, you can see how God's plan always leads to Jesus. You can see how God was always making a way for Jesus. You can see even when, when Joseph was in prison, his mind was still how Jesus could come and save us all from our sins, how Jesus could come and provide the perfect sacrifice. So you can see the big perspective of that. I think that deserves a hand clap. But it says in verse 8, he said, so it was God who sent me here, not you. 
And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of the entire palace, and the governor over all of Egypt. He said, it was God who sent me here, not you. Because looking back, Joseph was saying, I had to go through the pit to get to the palace. I had to go through the prison to get to the palace. I had to go through those trials to get through where I am now. So don't think for a moment that this was your plan or your idea. No, God was in control the whole time. It wasn't you who sent me here. It was God who sent me here. It wasn't you who, who were trying to push me. Well, no, God was pulling me closer even when the world casted him aside, even when his brothers betrayed him. God pulled him closer, and he found himself in the worst of seasons of life. But he said, no, God was protecting me this entire time. And he says, looking back now, it was God who sent me here. Looking back now, I know that it was God's plan all along. Looking back now, I can look back with a testimony in my heart. Yeah, there were trials, but now I got a testimony. Yeah, there were struggles, but now I got strength. Yeah, there were things going on, but I got a victory from those battles. And I believe that is one of the reasons why we go to trials is so that we can have a testimony. It's so that we can tell somebody who's in a trial we were in and say, just trust God. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to get on the other side of this. Why? Because I've been through that trial. And now I have a testimony. And now I can stir up your faith by saying, look, just don't give up on God. Don't stop praying. Don't stop this getting closer to Jesus. Because if you distrust him, I'm telling you, you're going to find victory in this trial. Amen? You stand to your feet. I'm closing tonight. I'll close this scripture, Romans 8, 28. It's a popular one, but it's a, it's a popular one, but it's a goodie. He says, and we all know, we know that all things work together. Everybody say together. Yes. For good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Yes. See, when I remember used to read that scripture, I'd be confused because there's some bad things. He didn't say most things work together for God's glory. He didn't say the good things work together for his glory. But he said all things, all things work together. And if you're reading that, if you've been through something, you're confused. If you're reading that and you've been through pain, you're confused. If you're reading that and you've been through a trial, you're confused because you're saying, God, how can you get the glory out of that? How, God, how can you get good out of that? How is something so terrible, how can you find a way to get glory for it? I don't know if you're like me or like most people who've been through something, that's a confusing thought to have. God, how can you get a glory out of something that was a trial that was not good for me that was a struggle for me I believe it's in those times that when we are in our deepest struggles in our deepest trials it's when God shows his deepest love I think it was in those times when we have felt at the end of our rope and we say God there's no way out but God I'm gonna trust you that's when God just wrapped his arms around me so much I just said God I feel you so much right now I'm in a prison right now I'm in and the worst struggle but God I feel your love so much right now and then when God turns that trial into a testimony on the other side, now I just have so much faith on the inside of me because God has got me out of that trial. God has got me out of that battle. And now, the next time a battle comes, it ain't going to phase me no more. Now, next time the trial comes, I'm not even questioning who I should trust no more because now I know if God has done it for me once, he can do it again. If God has got me out of one trial, he'll get me out of the next trial. If God has gotten me through this battle, he'll get me through the next battle. And now, as children of God and as faith in the heart, we can know this. It doesn't matter what we're facing. 
all things work together for God's glory and good for those who love him, called according to his purpose. I'm going to close with this thought, and then we're going to pray and pass the mic to Pastor Bobby. But I want to close with this thought. Is our trust in God will turn today's trial into tomorrow's testimony. Our trust in God. Everybody say trust. Our trust in God will turn today's trial into tomorrow's testimony. Because that is what really it boils all down to is trust. What it all boils down to is who do you trust in the trial? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust people? Do you put your trust in politics to get you out of that trial? Do you put your trust in, in the world to get you out of that trial? Do you trust God during that trial? Because that's really, that's all the difference. That's really what it boils down to. Because if you put your trust in people during a trial, I don't know if you've had experience with that. It doesn't work. Okay, I've tried that. People fail you. People betray you. If you put your trust in, in the world, uh, the world will fail us. But when you put your trust in God, in the middle of a trial, in the middle of a struggle, in the middle of a battle, I'm telling you, every single time you will find victory in the name of Jesus. Every single time you will find a testimony on the other side of the trial. So I just want us to pray real quickly. Father, we begin to set the atmosphere for your Holy Spirit. God, we begin to welcome in your presence right now. And God, we begin to say, Father, we just thank you, God, for us trusting you no matter what. If there's anybody in the house who's struggling, God, in a trial, God, let them find trust. Let them find peace. Let them find strength in your spirit right now. Let them find, God, that they know that it doesn't matter what's against them. It doesn't matter where they find themselves or what season they find themselves in. If they just trust you through the trial, if they just trust you through the battle, if they just trust you through what's going on right now, that they're going to find strength and they're going to find the, the courage and the boldness to trust you no matter what. And now on the other side, they're going to have a victory. On the other side, they're going to have a testimony. On the other side, they're going to know that it wasn't me who got me through this. It wasn't the world who got me through this. It wasn't money that got me through this. It wasn't politics that got me through this. It wasn't people. It was the Spirit of God that got me through this trial. It was the hand of favor that got me through this battle. It was the hand of favor that I saw a victory after the battle. So as the worship team begins to sing, can right now just stir up your faith and about to pass the mic. Begin to firm, stir up your faith and begin to say, God, I trust you. God, I love you. God, even if I find myself in trial, I'm never going to stop trusting you. Come on, let's sing together. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.